real estate investors from Florida, Georgia, and Texas. There's a big online event this coming October that you shouldn't miss. Discover new techniques on how to grow your business and thrive in the middle of the crisis in no time. Just simply go to www.realestateiq.co summit and sign up today. All right, so a little bit about uh, this training, guys, just to kind of go over a little bit of an overview. This is a training I've put together before for some of our investment classes. Um, I used to do one investment class every single month uh, about a couple of years ago. And, you know, of course, marketing for distressed sellers is a big key item when it comes to the real estate game, the real estate market. And, of course, you know, it's something that you're going to have to do if you're going to do wholesaling, fix and flips, rentals, uh, owner financing, anything in that nature. And I'll talk a little bit too later, um, and I'll show you all too a little bit about my, my background, but I'll talk a little bit too about how this will transfer into commercial because that's kind of the direction that we've gone. And a lot of these same principles still apply. So I'll kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, first off though, a little bit about myself. Um, you know, like like uh, Steve had said, I've, I've been in this since I was 19, but I've really been practicing professionally for about seven years now. Um, I'm a real estate broker. That's what real estate reformation is. We're a real estate brokerage company. We have about 40 agents here in the DFW and Austin uh, and San Antonio areas. I've completed about 400 transactions. A mix of those have been single family, one to four family, uh, multifamily, self-storage, and primarily now known for RV parks. That's kind of my big asset type that I go for in the, in the commercial space. And I've been on there too, you know, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie as well. Um, I say that, you know, we all get into real estate to get freedom and to try to do uh, out, go out and do things we want to. And, and adrenaline junkie is kind of what I'm uh, driven to go do. So that's, uh, that's kind of a little bit about myself and what, I, what I'm trying to do in the real estate business. Let me go. Okay, here we go. So, uh, like I said, a little bit of an over- overview of what we're going to be talking about in today's training with a little more detail. Um, we're going to start off with a little bit of strategy, talk a little about kind of the strategies to go into when it comes to marketing and all the different types of marketing as well. Um, the reasons why people want to sell their house, I'm, I'm assuming most people on this training are probably single family investors. Um, you know, I like to talk about the reasons why people want to sell because this sometimes jogs our memory or thoughts on, hey, this is the right way to market, or I'm going to go after these kinds of sellers. And there's different kinds of marketing aspects that pertain to the type of seller that you're going to try to get in front of. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the resources for building your campaigns. I'd say the top five marketing campaigns that are working today uh, that you guys can implement. Uh, I'll be covering some social media stuff, which is really cool. Uh, also, measuring your results. Uh, gosh, I can't, I can't tell you how important that is. Um, you guys can market like crazy. If you don't know what your marketing is doing and what those results are, um, what people would say a KPI was, um, that that's indicating kind of how much your marketing that's going out is actually returning to you as the investment. Um, if you don't know that kind of number, then that's going to really, really hurt your outcome. And then obviously building systems around your marketing. So then you guys can, implement and automate a lot of systems that are out there so you guys can really, really create a funnel and a pipeline for you to really build up your business. So this business uh, training for today, guys, is going to be about about an hour, hour and a half, roughly. 
Um, I would say we're going to cover a lot of things in details. So if you guys want to, um, I would say, and I don't know if Steve can do this, but uh, if you guys want a copy of this training, you guys can certainly reach out to me or I can send it over to Steve. You can send it to y'all. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on here that's really detailed. So I'd say maybe take some pictures if you want to, screenshots. Uh, if not, then we can send this out to you guys. So I would say the first thing to talk about, guys, is creating or setting a goal, making a plan. Really, when it comes down to marketing, you really need to identify what your plan is when you guys get into this. You know, what kind of asset types are you going to go after? Um, where's your target market? What area are you guys going to target as well? Um, how specific you want to target? You know, when I first started, I, I was just looking in the northeast part of Tarrant County. Um, you can go to, you know, different counties, you can go to cer certain segments of the county, you can go to zip codes, you can go to states. So I really say the reason why I'm saying this is because your marketing plan or your marketing strategy is going to go in correlation with the areas that you want to go into. So obviously, if you're, if you're mass marketing to an entire state, um, that's going to be a much larger bar, much larger budget than you say would uh, going after something like that's just a certain subdivision. Um, and, and your marketing plans can kind of balance or bounce back and forth between, okay, going on a bigger scale or going on a much smaller scale. And the type of messaging within your marketing needs to change based on the direction that you guys want to go. So there's a lot of things you guys need to take, to, take into account um, when you guys are setting up that, that marketing plan and making that budget. But you really need to also think about the other part of this is what type of real estate you're going to go after. Um, that's why I was talking about, you know, really in the, I, I'm assuming everybody's kind of in the single family space, but if you're going into multifamily, commercial, uh, you know, RV parks like we're in now, um, that kind of plan is going to be completely different. The strategy is going to be completely different. The messaging is going to be completely different. So obviously when you're, when you're targeting a, um, you know, widow that just, you know, sorry, a widow that just lost her husband and, you know, is going to be selling the house and moving somewhere else that kind of marketing plan is going to be totally different than an RV park owner who's like a professional business owner or somebody who's running a park. And those conversations are going to be totally different. And that marketing plan is going to be totally different. So I'd say, you know, spend a, spend some time um, identifying what that is, you know, spend some time figuring out what your strategies are. You know, if you're going to go in there with a wholesale strategy or, or whatnot, but you need to spend a little bit of time really figuring that out because at that point, then you can really start building your marketing campaign uh, based on top of that. Now, obviously what you need to do from that point is kind of identify um, what I would say would be, you know, three strategies or market types that you guys want to go after. Um, here's just some of what, what I would say personally, you know, being in the business, uh, what I would kind of say you guys want to go after. Um, I would say it's probably counties. Counties are probably the best place that you guys can go after that would be i think a, a big enough market that you will not be super competitive with everyone else i think that it's not a super specific market that you're going to be limited as far as the type of properties that you guys can go after um, and it, i think it'll really give you a good identifier as far as um, what areas of the the county that you want to go into and so from that point then i think you can start figuring out hey i like the you know whole north side of the county the northwest side of the county or the south side whatever it might be from that point, you'll start figuring that out. But I think you need to kind of figure out those areas based on that. And then you need to really identify what I like to say, the three strategies, which is three campaigns that you guys want to stick to for three months. 
So the three by three rule is kind of what I stick to. The reason why I say this is because, um, and, and I see this a lot, just being a broker, having agents that work for us, um, seeing them trying to implement marketing strategies and sometimes failing is there's, and this is kind of part of the problem too, is that there's a ton of different strategies out there. You know, when it comes to marketing, um, you can market a hundred different ways to Sunday, but I tell you what, you know, you, you've got to identify three different strategies and really hone in and be consistent about those strategies for at least about a three month period before you scrape one of them and say, Hey, we're going to try something else. So, that's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see in real estate. And especially from me as like a, a broker seeing new agents getting into the business and even like on the investment side, I mean, people will go out there with a shotgun approach, try all these different strategies. One week they're doing one thing, the next week they're doing something else. When you, when you put them all together in three months, they've done a majority of all the big strategies and they're saying, Hey, this doesn't work for me. What, what, what am I doing that's wrong? Um, what you're doing that's wrong is you're not being consistent. So the, the, the big thing, the big takeaway here is be consistent with your marketing because if you go with the shotgun approach, you'll say, well, that doesn't work. Well, this doesn't work. Well, that doesn't work. So real estate must suck. Real estate must not work. And this must not be for me. And then you're going to be out of the business. And so I'll tell you, you have to incorporate different strategies like that and move forward with those strategies at all times. Um, you know, you can, you can maybe fit in a couple others than three, but I'd say pick three that are going to be cost effective. They're going to be somewhat of a cost that you put out that you're going to get leads back from and be super consistent about pushing that stuff out there. Um, you, you just, you've got to stay on those. And, and what I mean consistent too, I don't mean just doing, doing three strategies and then saying, Oh, well that, you know, strategy doesn't work. Um, let's go to something else. I'm saying, do a strategy one week, change up your, your programming the next, change up your messaging the next, change up the amount of marketing that you do the next week. And so you, you, you tweak your marketing plans. You don't change your marketing plans. So if you're doing something like mailers or like banded signs, um, you change your messaging, you change your, your signage, you change the colors, you change the areas, you change how much you put out there. You start changing and tweaking it to where you find that the strategy and the market type start matching up together. And that's where you really start figuring out and finding out the right, I'd say, symphony to put together when it comes to your marketing strategy and where you're actually going to put that marketing to work. Now, this is kind of like one of the things I was telling you about. Uh, oh, I want to do that. Um, when it comes to, uh, or sorry, as far as like, you know, taking pictures or if you guys want some of this info, um, this is a lot of stuff that I've put together over the years that, We'll give you guys at least a good, uh, let's say, kickstart or you know a, a, a jump start to thinking about where you guys can go for for marketing costs. Um, that's that's a big cost that can cost a lot, and some stuff that's a pretty minimal cost. And so, obviously, you know, you guys can dump a ton of money into marketing. Um, there's a lot of ways to market in the real estate world. Uh, there's a lot of things you can spend a lot of nominal amount. I mean, I know that. You know, real estate IQ is a very you know, nominal amount of money to be able to spend to get a lead list. And then you use those lead lists to go out there and market in a very minimal way. But obviously you could, you could buy a ton of lead lists from them or other people or whatever it might be. And then you could spend a ton of money marketing to these people. So that's why I say you, you, you want to, you want to plan some before you just jump into this marketing game, because obviously if you don't, um, you could spend all your money and be done within a short period of time. So I'd say plan for three months, 
put a budget together for three months and say, you know, for 500 bucks, we're going to spend this on social media for the next 500 bucks. We're going to spend for banded signs. The other 500 bucks we're going to spend on uh, the, the RVN, which is the return voicemail systems. Um, you know, that, that's stuff that I would say you always want to have a budget for. You always want to have, I, I always say at least 500 bucks a month uh, going out in marketing costs. And that way you're, you're, you're sending or you're creating stuff that's going to come back towards you and not something that you're just spending money out the door for and saying, oh, you know, well, we're going to spend money on this and not get any kind of return. So you want to, want to put some of that money to work for you. You want to put it out there in a way that it's going to come back to you and uh, not, not the other way around. So when it comes to the other side of the table, like we're talking on here, um, there's a lot of ways to, to market guys very, very minimally. Um, this is stuff that I share with my real estate agents. This is stuff that I've done, uh, of course, in the past, whenever I was first getting started to really get things going. Um, I think we're all kind of, you know, trying to save a, a dollar to make a, or trying to save dimes to make a dollar. Uh, as far as, you know, getting into the business and trying to make as much and most effective work out that we can. So there, there's a lot of things here, like, you know, door knockings, going to meetups, social networking events, uh, classified ads, building out a website, creating bird dogs, uh, getting real estate agents to work for you and, and making offers on MLS. Um, making offers on MLS is not necessarily a marketing cost, I guess, in that sense, but it's not really a, it's not really a marketing play. But I will tell you guys, obviously, we're, we're all here to find deals. Me, myself, I've kind of, I wouldn't say cracked the code, but I've figured out very, very easily how to get properties off of MLS. I'd say about, gosh, I mean, I, I own about three RV parks right now. And I'd say two, uh, two of them I got from the MLS. So I will tell you, um, MLS can provide really good deals. If you're not a real estate agent, you'll need an agent to be able to get those deals. Um, but you'll need least them to create offers and create a system for you guys to make a lot of offers. And then when you're consistent about it, like I've talked about making a lot of offers every single week, eventually deals will start coming through the pipeline. So MLS is tricky. Um, you have to have a really good real estate agent. That's going to work hard for you guys to send out a lot of offers. Um, once you guys have that in place, it is much easier, but I will tell you the, the, the flip side to real estate agents is that if you go after the high end, luxury um, type of agents. The agents are going to work in a much more, um, they don't, they don't want to work in the lower price point properties, but they don't want to work on the properties that are, that are ugly and beat up because they feel like they don't want to spend the time and effort to try to sell a, a, a dump or try to sell a motivated seller. Um, those are the agents that you want to work with because those are the agents that are going to refer you guys a ton of deals or at least a pocket listing and it's a form of bird dogging that's outside of the realm of like a, a newspaper guy or mail or sorry, not newspaper I don't think we have very many newspaper guys anymore uh, like like mailmen or car sales or insurance guys or bankers those are bird dogs essentially for you so all that networking and bird dogging and real estate agents and going like oh gosh I didn't even mention open houses and estate sales that is a very, very minimal cost or minimal um, marketing that you guys can use for your business. It's not going to cost you a lot to do that. Um, you know, door knocking is great because you guys, and, and even in state sales, I know real estate IQ sells uh, those kinds of lists, which then you guys can use to go out, go door knocking, go do all that kind of stuff. The thing is with that, you know, you're, 
you're not putting something out there and the leads coming to you, you're having to get the leads and then go after them to get that information from them. So, so you want to have both of that going. Um, I want to spend some time on the slide to kind of explain that because you, the, the more that you spend, the less you'll have to do to go get those leads. But if you don't have the budget to go spend all that, you're going to have to use more of your time and effort to go get those leads and grab those leads and get in front of those leads to really get in front of those deals and make those deals work for you. So there's a, there's a bit of a balance, but you always want to have those two working for you at the same time. So this is a, a this is another slide, guys. I'd say just to kind of keep, just to kind of keep your back talking. talking. That's kind of a memory jog. Um, I've learned, I've learned a lot of my training, a lot of my skills, my skills from innocence and innocence. He talked about there were seventy-nine ways for for reasons that sellers would want to sell their house, and he had this huge, huge list, right? And and I loved using that list because it was a good way for me to jog my memory and say. You know, oh gosh, I totally forgot about you know divorcees or people that inherit their house or they're behind on payments or retiring or they have two two mortgages or you know you know vacant properties. You know all these categories, which are reasons that people want to sell their house, um, is a is a great direction to go, guys, when it comes to creating a different kind of messaging on your marketing and going after those kinds of people based on data points that you guys can research or find out for certain areas. So, for example, you know, if you have bandit signs are going out in a, a highly, or sorry, or let's just say this, let's, let's retract here. If you say you've got an agent who can pull information for you and say, you know, hey, in, in this specific zip code, I want to get an aerial view of all the foreclosures in the past 90 days, right? You can, you can have any real estate agent pull that data for you. That's going to pop up an area within a, certain zip code that's going to show like, you know, it's kind of like a heat map. It's going to show, hey, this is the area where a lot of foreclosures are. Maybe there wasn't so many over here. And then you take bandit signs, for example. Then you grab your bandit signs and you target market for, hey, these are, you know, bank foreclosures, pre-foreclosures, anything in that sense. That's the kind of messaging you're going to put. And that's, and then you, you put those bandit signs more in that this side of the heated map for what you're going to market to compared to maybe this side and that's really guys i mean that that that's a that's a key ingredient when it comes to marketing effectively and and being consistent with that kind of stuff to figure out this is what the type of sellers are going to be this is what the type of messaging it, that it needs to be as well and this is the specific areas in which it needs to go to instead of just doing a whole blanket search and just doing band signs everywhere and putting out thousands of them and not getting good returns. So, um, so kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, when we're thinking about doing, you know, specific target marketing and kind of specific, um, messaging every single week, mm -hmm. that's when we get need to get more specific about the types of sellers that are looking to, that we're looking to target where those types of sellers are and running the data to get that kind of information is going to make that dollar cost per customer, go way, 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 or significantly down than it would be just doing a blanket shotgun approach. So another thing you could do is, you know, call the real estate agent, ask for uh, active vacant properties. And those active vacant properties could be properties to make, make offers on, or it could be properties that, um, you know, obviously that you guys can market to as well if you're not a real estate agent. So, you know, it, it, all these reasons to sell guys are going to give you guys an, an idea of the kind of messaging you guys need to go and put out there, the type of data points that you guys can look for to figure out 
where those kinds of sellers are going to be specifically in certain areas. And then you start using those three different strategies to help market to those kinds of people. So you've got to, you've got to use all this in combination with each other, because if, if you don't, like I said, you're, all your dollar, you know, average or marketing costs is just going to go down the tube. You're not going to get the, the right results that you really want to. That's that, and that's a, that's a big, big reason as to why people get out of this business. Because when they, when they, when they don't take this approach, they're going to spend a lot of money. They're going to send bandit signs everywhere. And then they're going to say bandit signs don't work. Well, you're going to have a much better chance of running bandit sign ads for people that are, you know, maybe, maybe retiring. That's a much older community and a very specific subdivision that um, you're going to have a much better chance of getting someone to call you. So, so you've got to use all that to your advantage. You've got to look at all these reasons. I mean, these are, these are, pretty big reasons for people to sell. There's a lot of other reasons why somebody would look to sell as well. Um, and you can, you can, there's actually, I mean, there's a lot of good places where you can find this information from. Um, there's a lot of good information online too. You guys can get info for this, but, uh, but those are just, those are just something to go after. So I really recommend that, um, you know, if, if you, let's just say this, if you, let's just say if you want to stick with like bandit signs and something of that nature, but you want to change the direction of who you're going to market to, come back to this screen, you know, take a picture of this, look back on this PowerPoint, look at a couple of different people that are, are reasons why people are looking to sell and then look and see how you can find out where those people are and market directly to them by bandit signs, just in a different place, different area, different messaging for who you're looking to look, go after. So I, I can't tell you how much, how important that is when you guys are looking to get into this uh, marketing game in that sense. All right. Um, some of this I may, may have talked about already. Um, you know, I said like run your numbers, um, run your numbers on how many leads you guys need to succeed. Um, that's a, a, a big key port, key important part when it comes to any kind of sales position or sales job. Um, and, and of course you guys set a marketing budget for this. You've got to look at what your leads are, you know, how much money you're putting out, um, how much marketing you're putting out for that amount of money that you're putting out and what are the leads that you're getting back in return to that? So, um, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of people look at this and go, you know, well, what are the numbers that you guys need? Well, a lot of times guys, it depends on how many leads are going to, they're going to enter into a deal. So if you've never done a deal before, I can generally tell you that for every, I don't know, probably 30 leads, I probably got about 10 appointments out of those 10 appointments. I probably got about, three to maybe five contracts. And then out of those contracts, probably one to three deals may have closed. So that's just kind of been my rough numbers from what I've seen and what I've done. Of course, you can get those numbers to look a little bit better when you guys start really targeting your, your areas. But, um, but you'll need to look at your numbers every single month. Monthly, monthly, monthly reviews are, are a, a must have when it comes to this business. Um, you've got to look at what you're doing to put out that marketing number. What, how many leads that number is driving and what those leads are actually equating to deals because, you know, obviously we're, we're all here for deals, right? We're all here to make more money and make more deals that way. If you're, if you're not doing it that way, um, you're, or let's just say you're, you're not getting any kind of deals, then you need to look at your leads and where your leads are coming from and how many you're getting. And then when you finally start realizing that you're, you've got a deal and then that, that, and that deal can't even end up being an actual closed deal, um, then you need to start measuring those numbers and seeing, okay, is this strategy working? Can I start tweaking a little bit more or is it just, or is this not working for me? Which I can tell you guys, you know, there is, 
some strategies that you know, you know I, I've used in the past and just didn't work for me, but worked for some other people as well. So I'd say everyone kind of has a maybe their own, uh, I'd say, personal approach to marketing. Uh, they have their own specific way they like to go after it or the ways they like to write their messaging maybe better than mine. So it just works better for them. But you don't know unless you run these numbers. So you have to run your numbers to make sure that's actually working in your business and it's not a bunch of hobnobbing. Um, all right, so your marketing schedule. This is something big um, uh, I, I've done in my past. Whenever uh, I was part of the, part of my planning process for marketing was kind of also putting together a schedule for myself. I think it kind of holds you accountable. It also makes you do the, the you know, high cost, minimal cost effort of balancing back and forth, right? Because if we're gonna do, let's just say high cost, if we're gonna do mailers and stuff out, then you gotta say, okay, you know, Monday I'm gonna pull my list or start doing skip tracing or start you know, identifying where these people are, where they live, um, maybe start hiring some people to start or you know, get a friend, family member, relative, cheap, cheap labor of love, children to come in there and help write up these letters or even uh, uh, put them in the mail for you, do all that kind of stuff. Do that Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm mailing those things off. Um, you know, Thursday, I'm, I'm going out and, and looking at estate sales. Friday, I'm off to the, to the uh, uh, bandit sign kings and start putting out bandit signs. Saturday, I'm out looking at garage sales. Sunday, I'm out looking at open houses and talking to real estate agents. And I know that's not anything kind of close to what I have on here, but I would say that that's kind of like as a weekly schedule, what I said for myself. And so I always said that every single day, I'm gonna do something marketing-wise, something that is uh, prospecting that's going to get me more deals or going to get me closer to a deal in the near future. So every every day you got to look at the, the your schedule and say, can I schedule two to three to four hours a day that I'm going to work on my business and say I'm going to go out and market myself or I'm going to market my my service or I'm going to send out more marketing pieces or I'm going to do something to get more more leads in the sense of like a lead list um, or I'm going to go after a different list. And then I'm gonna go out there and actually do, or hit the pavement and actually get out there in the field. A lot of this stuff, guys, you know, you, you, when, when you're first getting started, obviously too, you've gotta to do a lot of this yourself. You know, you've gotta, I think, I think that's for me, for me, why I said setting a schedule for myself helped tremendously because I was a one man show. Most of us are kind of a, a one man operation, a one woman operation for that means. Um, and we all wanna go after those, those same kind of properties. We all wanna go after this, but you know, we, we've gotta look at the, the, the table and say, okay, at a certain point in your business, you guys can start scaling things. And I'll get into this a little bit, but you can start actually putting some things in place to really help maximize those efforts. But I think you've got to, to replicate what you want. You've got to go out there and do it your, yourself. You got to do it first. And so setting that really, really helps for me. Um, you know, like I think I have on here on the, on the, on the screen here, you know, definitely some dates in which you guys can start sending stuff out. Um, this is kind of like more of an overview when it looks at like the month. So if you're doing, let's just say three different strategies for your, your more high cost marketing averages, you know, maybe you're doing mailers, bandit signs and, uh, online ads, you can kind of schedule those out. Um, like I said, set your budget for each one of those, schedule them out over the weeks. And then you guys are sending out tons of content every single month. And then in the middle and in, in between all that, you guys have got your, maybe networking events that you're going to, you've got social events that you're going to, uh, you've got you know estate sales, garage sales, open houses, meeting with other real estate agents, networking like crazy, 
um, that's, as you guys may have seen, that's kind of where I've gotten my big start or gotten into the real estate business was from doing that. So I'd say, um, and I still do that to this day. I, so I highly, highly recommend doing that while you're doing your, your output of marketing that's going to bring leads towards you. But you got to set that schedule. Um, some of this I've kind of talked a, bit, a little bit about already, obviously just from the last one, you know, marketing delivery. Um, mark your calendars, I'd say, for, for days that you guys want to go out and do those kinds of things. Um, you've got to schedule your networking on a weekly schedule. Uh, obviously, I think, you know, with the day and age of, of social media, you guys can find a lot of events and a lot of networking events that are out there. Um, make sure you bring a card. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't tell y'all how many times I've been out to a networking event and I talked to a, you know, brand new, I mean, obviously I guess, you know, guys, if you're brand spanking new in the business, I understand, you know, you're working on getting your stuff up and going, you're working on your website, your email, all that good stuff, but you gotta get your business cards. You know, if you're going to go out there and market yourself, which is honestly what you're doing, or if you're going to go door knocking, um, gosh, if you're going to work with bird dogs, I mean, if you're going to build that, that puddle, that, that funnel up, you've got to have business cards with you. Your business cards need to obviously have your basic information, something about what your services or what you offer, and then a call to action. And so you, you've got to have that information with you because when you're, when you're out there, you're scheduling your networking, you know, you're going on Facebook and you're looking for different events and you're seeing events, maybe your friends are going to, or looking for real estate stuff. Um, when you go to that kind of thing, you've got to be prepared to grab people's business cards. You got to be able to market yourself and give out business cards as well. So that's the biggest thing I can tell you, um, at least from this slide, you've got to be able to get that stuff out there. You've got to be able to get your, get your message out there as well, because you are marketing yourself. We're, we're all individual real estate investors. We're all out here to find more deals. Um, a lot of us work together when we find this kind of stuff. So you never know who you're going to run across. So always, they always bring your, your business cards. Um, marketing on a budget, guys, I can tell you, um, this is some of, the, some of the stuff. I know, man, just to know a little bit about myself, when I go through some of these trainings, I talk a lot about some of the future slides when I'm talking about things, so just bear with me. Um, some of this stuff is, you know, kind of repeat of what I was just talking about, but I will tell you guys, when you're, when you're marketing on a budget, which is highly what I've done, um, networking is going to be key. I, I can give you guys a big, big golden nugget right now. You're going to need some sort of contact management system, even if that just means only having an Excel sheet. Um, just having a place where you can put people's name, number, email, and what kind of investor they are, wholesaler, owner finance, real estate attorney, some sort of category of what that person is. You're going to have to start building that up. You know, there's, there's simple tools out there like uh, Constant Contact or Wix, you guys can use to be able to build that database, build your CRM. Uh, it's got email capabilities within there. Um, there's also some really cool things like easy texting that you guys can use to automate your text messages and get that stuff out there as well. Um, a lot of cool things you guys have at your, at your fingertips for CRM bases, but you want to be able to build that because when you do have a property or you are looking for certain deals, this is a key important part of your business to be able to market message a blast or a message or a certain property that you have for sale, um, which is a very, very key part of your business, which is also part of marketing. Obviously we're, we're, we're marketing for distressed sellers, but then when you, when you get a deal you need to sell, you need to market it as well. So you've got to build that database. If you're not building the database, you're not building a good business. Um, you've got to build your social media following. 
create original content. That's a, obviously a big part of our business as well. I think, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, those are the big drivers, you know, for, for today's social media world. I mean, that's, that's obviously where everyone's going to get most of their social media business in that sense, um, which I'll get into a little bit later in the, the slides. We'll try to spill the beans now. But I will tell you all that when it comes to social media marketing through Facebook, man, it, nothing can compare to the amount of um, people that you can reach, the amount of, of leads that you guys can get through Facebook. It's mind-boggling. So I'll, I'll save that for the, for the future slide. Um, last couple things, as I said, get involved with your local communities and HOAs, build your referrals, and build your network. Um, I'd say everybody, you know, big thing I learned back when I first started as a real estate agent, you know, everyone, everyone needs a place to live. Everyone needs to find a place to go live or they want to go find a house to buy or they want to sell an upgrade or downgrade or whatever it might be, right? So everyone needs a place to live, which means anywhere that you go, any community that you, you're involved with, any uh, local private groups that you're involved with, you know, from Boy Scouts to uh, HOAs to the Chamber of Commerces, you know, any of these events or places, Everyone either is looking to maybe buy a house, maybe sell a house, or maybe upgrade or downgrade their life. It all depends. The more people that know you and know what you do, the better chances that you guys will have in actually securing a deal. So I'll tell you, you got to get out there and network. That's probably half the battle is getting out there and marketing yourself. And of course, that does take some time. Um, like with anything, guys, um, all this is consistency. All this takes some time. You guys, you guys just got to keep plugging in, playing with it, and keep working on it. Um, again, this is another one, guys. If you guys want to, um, you know, screenshot this, take a picture of this. this. These are some awesome marketing platforms that you guys can use for your business. Um, some of this stuff is going to be more network-related. Some of this is going to be like, I was talking about, like, more email CRM uh, capabilities. You got stuff like Craigslist or ZBuyer where you can, you can post ads or get leads from or get certain lead lists. Um, obviously, guys, don't forget, you know, Real Estate IQ is a great source where you guys can get lead lists. Um, it's, it's an awesome place for, I, I think, personally, too, you guys can get a ton of um, different kind of leads and different types of sellers. Uh, no, no, no plug here, guys, but it comes from, uh, from me for, for Real Estate IQ. I mean, I, I use them as well. I highly recommend some of their lead lists. Um, it's, it's places like that, guys, that we can utilize for the different strategies and marketing where we're going to take the next step. So take a look at all these different um, places where you guys can go and utilize all these different tools when it comes to automation or just leverage. And you got things like this here at the bottom left corner, which is like, you know, Buffer. Um, Buffer.com, you know, is a cool thing you can do to post to your Twitter account, Instagram, Facebook, um, all these different social media platforms, but it's all in one space. So you can manage all that. You can manage your, your replies, you can manage your inbox, you can manage your posts, you can schedule your posts, you can do all that in one little place so it goes to all your social media. So little things like that that you guys can use to really help leverage your business and leverage your marketing is what you guys want to want to shoot for when obviously you guys are looking to build your business back up or build it up from scratch. Um, then you've got other places, you know, like, um, you know, Zillow and Trulia, um, Craigslist, ZBuyer, you know, great sources just for, for leads and things of that nature. So you guys can look at maybe trying to make an offer on deals, trying to get leads from these sources, um, or just use those for networking as well. Can't tell you how many times I've 
called on a house on Zillow and ended up being a wholesaler and ended up being on their buyers list and ended up getting a deal down the line. So you just never know. Um, again, another another slide you guys want to make a take a picture of. Uh, these are the different types of marketing that you guys can use. Um, I mean, gosh, just a number of different things, you know, from, from online pay-per-clicks to sponsorships to different websites you guys can use, um, YouTube and video content, and social media, all the stuff we can push out on there. Um, obviously, the networking and referral marketing, like your bird dogs, going to different meetups, um, MCE and vendor trainings, pretty cool place to go to as well to kind of pick up uh, and work with some of the new real estate agents that are coming around the, around the area. Um, radio, classified ads, personal interviews, um, trainings, all that kind of good stuff. So just think of, uh, I, I like to do this kind of training, kind of jog some people's memory about, you know, maybe, oh, this is a type of marketing that I haven't used before or thing I haven't thought about. Um, gosh, I'm just looking at this now. I don't think I even put mailers or bandit signs on here. We're going to talk about that though. But, but you know, those are obviously big types of marketing that you guys want to push out and push out there. Um, but these are different types that you guys can use to kind of help you guys think about, okay, this is a good place to go, or maybe this is something I want to use my, uh, my, my, my toolbox, use that for later. All right. So I think this is a segment guys where I'm, I'm going to talk about, um, kind of, I was telling you about, I think it was a four or five, um, top marketing, you know, strategies that I've used in the past, um, that I've, that's worked for me or that I've used for, for output marketing, input marketing, all that kind of good stuff as well. So I'm going to talk a little bit about these. And uh, obviously, you guys, you guys can ask me questions at the end of the, um, the training and kind of figure out if you guys have any more questions about these certain type of strategies. Uh, mailers and postcards. So, gosh, can't tell you guys how much I've probably already said this enough. You know, don't shotgun approach or blast certain neighborhoods. Be very target specific about who you go after. Um, this is a lot have, having to do with, you know, the, the neighborhoods that you go after. I mean, there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses that are inside of a certain, a certain subdivision. It could be even thousands. Um, just in a, a small, small subdivision that's part of one big gigantic county, or sorry, one big gigantic zip code that's part of one big gigantic county. So when it comes to mailers, um, or something more in that sense that's kind of more specific, You've got to be not in the, you don't want to be in a shotgun approach, but you also don't want to be shotgunning in a, in a very specific area. So it's kind of the, the opposite ends of each other. Um, if you want to go mailers or postcards, I'd really suggest going after lists or people that you know may be, um, uh, as you said, you know may be distressed or you know may, you know, their, their, their house or something like that. It doesn't look that great on the outside. Um, I'll say one thing that I did for mailers, just as a you know marketing piece that worked really well for me, I would look at uh, vacant properties, or I would look at um, REOs or pre foreclosures, or I'd even look at you know, just driving the area, seeing houses that you know look like crap on the outside. Uh, I would actually write up a full fledged contract, uh, stick, you know, put my business card in there, stick it in an envelope, mail it out to them, and I tell you the the, re the return rate for people calling me was astronomical. I mean, I got probably about a 60 to 70% callback rate on that kind of strategy. Uh, and it was awesome because it was, it was, it was a way for me just to talk, talk with that person. Now, some of them called me, they were a little pissed off. Um, especially I think we went after expired listings once people were pissed as all get out because they, I made them an offer on their house when their house went expired 
and they were pissed because I made an offer on our house. I don't, I don't understand that, but they were just mad. So, you know, you're, you're going to get that. You're going to get that no matter how you market in this business, it's going to happen, but just be aware. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the biggest thing that we're shooting here for is just the response rate, right? So most mailers, the response rate is like one to 3%, maybe five, the very, very, very most. So when you're getting double digits on your mailers and my mailers were not more of a, Hey, I got 500, you know, uh, vacant houses here. I'm going to send out a generic postcard or mailer. I was very, very specific about the, the type of mailer that I was sending. Plus it was kind of, it was kind of thick. So, you know, it felt really uh, tangible when people grabbed it. So people were more likely to open it. And man, when they, they saw a contract in there, they were like, what in the hell and who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I'm going to give him a call and see what the hell is going on and what he has to offer. So the whole idea is to get people on the phone. The closer you can get people on the phone, the closer and quicker you guys will get to be able to get a deal. So use that to your advantage. Um, you know, send out, I would say, kind of something like that. Send out something maybe unique to not that many people or go the total opposite. Send it out to more people, but be more specific about the type of people that you send it to. So don't just shotgun blast an entire – oh, I'm sorry, my Mac is getting a little uh, – one battery let me charge her up here um don't just send it out to a um, mass subdivision or neighborhood just send it out to specific people or specific sellers it's going to help you guys in your business all right we're all set here um so that's what i'm saying you know don't don't just shotgun a certain area without knowing who those people are that you're shotgunning to that's a quick way to, to just spend dollars and spend marketing money and i man, i've done that before i think i spent like a thousand bucks on a mailing campaign to have like one person call me. It was like the worst, worst money that I ever spent marketing for, for real estate. I was like, wow, I did something wrong here. So, you know, there, there's a big difference between marketing um, to the specific people and the big difference in marketing with a just shotgun approach. So I can't tell you how many, how many times guys that, that will hurt your business. Um, oh, oh, last thing on, on here too, uh, sticky notes. So sticky notes was kind of a cool thing because you know, postcards are like, you know, uh, door hangers, that kind of stuff. You know, that's obviously a big thing I'll be able to use as well. Um, again, that's kind of more of the shotgun approach. And I don't think it's very cost effective, but uh, sticky notes, man. Sticky notes, I thought, were a really cool idea. I got this actually from one of my agents. He said um, he would go to that pre-foreclosure list, you know, the one that's like the day, or sorry, the, the month before the 21-day notice of trustee sale um, that's going to auction basically that next Tuesday he would go after that list. And let me tell you, that's a really hard list to, to make it worthwhile for you. And he would take a post-it note or a sticky note and just write on it and say, you know, hey, uh, can you please call me about your house? Nothing specific, very vague, had no, no marketing as far as like, you know, he was a real estate agent or a bill collector or a mortgage company, nothing about that. Could have, could have been a neighbor, could have been a neighbor for all that person could have known. But he got, again, like a 50 to 60% callback rate because people were like, who are you and what are you doing? And why did you leave a post-it on my note by my house? Like, what's going on? What's wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I leave out? <laughs> what's going on in my house? So I tell you that leaving something, something that is pretty, like sometimes vague, sometimes something that is not specific to their dire situation, but it's handwritten it's like a sticky note on their door um it had no it, you know it obviously it was about their house and we know because of what kind of sellers they are 
what they're going through and they probably will call because it's something about their house but and no specific uh, specific specificity about who that person was that left that note so i think that sometimes um i kind of learned i think that sometimes from that people will see that you know hey that's a real estate agent or real estate investor trying to get for me if you leave a card for that specific type of seller and they'll say oh well i'm not going to call them back because they're just like the bank they're not going to be able to help me and i'm just gonna let this thing go into foreclosure so again whole point here is to try to get people on the phone the quicker you can get them on the phone the better you'll have a chance of persuading them, building a good report, hopefully getting that good deal. All right. So that was the first one. Second one, guys, bandit signs. Um, bandit signs are cool. I mean, I'll tell you what, I know tons of people using bandit signs, uh, still use bandit signs, big companies who still use bandit signs. Um, there's a lot of things that go into bandit signs and make them successful. Um, there's a lot of people that spend some money on them and don't make them successful. So you guys got to, Play with that to your advantage. Um, you know, I would say that you got to order big signs. Um, I say if you want to make a big play with the real estate stuff as far as the signage goes, like like the um, presentation screen says here, you know, you've got to get cool different colors. You got to be, I think, really catchy with some of your phrases. What um, or, or much bigger signs? You know, some people go with more of a handwritten sign. Some people go with these formal signs that are made out like this. I'd say if, you, if you're going to go more of the um, custom-made signs where they're printed out just like this one, I'd say you guys need to make sure that you put them out on Friday, pick them up on Sunday, because honestly, those things cost a lot. And if you're sending that stuff out just for a one-time bang, um, that's going to run you quite a bit at the end of the month. So you may want to put some systems in place, like getting a driver to go drop them off and pick them up, and, uh, and I know, man, I know there's an app. There's an app out there where you guys can track all this. Um, if, you guys are, if you guys want to know more about this, let me know. I, I know the guy. Um, I can ask him what that app is. But it basically allows them to track where they put the bandit sign. They can take a picture of that bandit sign. And it gives people um, an idea or gives you as an investor an idea of where they're putting them, the placement of them as well. Um, obviously, that's great by seeing the picture. Um, so then you can kind of, you know, say, well, you know, hey, you, you didn't put out all 50 of them or, you know, hey, make sure next time to put them like this. So kind of keeps your, I guess, your, your, your quality control under, under a certain good means. Um, make sure you use bright colors. Make sure the messaging is short and sweet to the point. And with bandit signs, guys, I tell you, make sure that you're putting them in a target area. And when I say that, just like I was talk talking to you guys about when I talk about heat maps and the places where you guys can market, some I've, I've heard both ends, you know, I've heard people say that, oh, I just put them up and down, you know, I-35 on all the freaking, you know, stops or all the stop signs and I've had great success during that. I've heard people say that doesn't work for them. I don't know. Could be the messaging, could, could be the writing on the, the banded sign, could be the colors, could be I don't know, a combination of everything. I've had much better success putting them in specific neighborhoods or subdivisions I knew had certain types of motivated sellers. And I put those suckers at every freaking entrance and exit of that neighborhood and even asked and even asked some of the neighbors inside if I could put it inside the neighborhood and I pay them a couple bucks to do so. Tell them like, hey, I'll pay you 15 bucks if I can just put this sign right here in the middle of the neighborhood um, for the weekend. I'll come pick it back up on Sunday. Um, neighbors were totally actually pretty darn cool with it. So, you know, it, it just depends on how you guys want to work those. But I mean, obviously, I, I, well, I think 
if you got a target rich environment of people that are looking to sell for a certain reason, your marketing is set up for that certain reason, it's more targeted, concentrated in that sense, you're gonna have much better return on investment, especially when it comes to band and science, because it's more of a geographical marketing than it is anything else. All right, uh, Craigslist, um, since this ad was kind of old, I'm oh, sorry, not ad, <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, since this training was a little bit older, uh, these ads are probably not gonna pull up, but here's some, here's some tips and tricks I'll give you guys on Craigslist. Craigslist is sometimes hit or miss. You know, I'd say that for putting ads out there, and I say ads as far as like, hey, I've got a property for sale, selling properties that way and marketing those properties that, in that manner, once you get the property for sale, great way to go. Great way to find um, buyers, great way to kind of almost like an online networking market for other wholesalers and investors. Putting ads out to buy a property from somebody, eh, not so much. And so when you look at Craigslist, when, when you're thinking about marketing, right, or at least a place to go market towards and go to try to find those properties, similar to like door knocking, this is a great source for you guys to go find for sale by owners, other wholesalers. Um, you can advertise your services. There's a lot of different, there's like a service category, there's a housing category. Um, you guys can market there. Um, I'd say the biggest thing with that, hiring a VA is, is extremely important because you've got to send out a lot of Craigslist ads and you guys send out a lot of different ads to really get some results from that. Um, but really I'd say Craigslist is more for going out and getting the marketing and going out and getting the property than it is sending out the marketing and hopefully getting that property coming to you. The biggest thing I can tell you, there's a lot of verbiage that you guys will find in the advertisement space. So for sale by owners are going to have a totally different verbiage than you will a, a wholesaler. Wholesalers or investors are going to have a much more experienced tongue when it comes to, hey, this is the property for sale. Here's the ARV, you know, rehab, all that, you know, they're going to specify what that is. Um, that's obviously going to indicate for you guys, hey, this is a investor, wholesaler, this is not an actual for sale by owner. So it doesn't mean you can't market and find good deals. Um, doesn't mean you can't find wholesalers with good properties. Um, just means that you're probably going to find more of that than you will actual for sale by owners. So Christmas has been a hit and miss for me sometimes. Um, the reason why I, I, I left this one on here was honestly because Christmas is free. I mean, gosh darn it, you can't beat free. Like I've talked about, you know, we're, we're, we're balling on a budget here. So uh, I try to make things as least most cost effective as I can for you, at least when you guys are getting started, because obviously you want to get the biggest bang for your buck. Um, center of influence, um, kind of like I talked about, I, I like to say uh, center of influence is because when you guys can start creating a brand around yourself and people start to know who you are and what you do. You know, you're very specific about I buy properties or I wholesale properties or I work specifically in this area. That's when you guys can really build a network around yourself of individuals that are going to refer you guys a lot of business. So, you know, working with the, you know, the nail salons or working with doctors or working with individuals who are going to see a lot of other individuals, those are the center of influences that you guys want to connect with. So when you, can connect with like, you know, a, a mailman, you know, who sees a lot of houses, who walks around a lot of properties or a garbage guy or a nail salon person who, you know, talks with a lot of people, knows a lot of sometimes more of their intimate sides of their, of their 
personal lives and what they're doing and if they're going through a divorce or anything of that nature. Um, it's those kinds of connections that you want to make. And then you create this center of influence around yourself because other centers of influence know what you do and you stay in contact with them and they refer you business and refer them business as well. Work with those referral partners as a, as a way to also send them business. I mean, you know, you want to make it a win-win for everybody. You don't just want to be a hog and try to you know, hog everyone's uh, leads or referrals in that sense, but you want to be able to create yourself a place where you guys can then build that center of influence around you. So you don't personally have to market as much and use as much cost marketing uh, than you will in the future. So I think I've talked a lot about referral networking already, but I mean, I just want to point a little topic on that. Now, I think this is the last one guys, uh, how social media works. Now, social media, like I talked about, this is a big, big, big segment in today's world because social media is obviously where I think the world is headed to when it comes to marketing. I think, you know, like I said, you can get the most bang for your buck, the most uh, views, the most outreach for the amount of dollars that you're going to spend um, just based on the and, and quickness too. I mean, gosh, to get that, to get, you know, 1500 people send them mailers. I mean, that, that's going to cost almost 1500 bucks, you know, when it comes to that side, probably more. So, you know, when you look at social media you can do all that kind of stuff for a couple hundred bucks, you look at that and you go, well, wow, you know, the, the, the ability to possibly get deals from this and be able to be able to build a social influence around that. And obviously when it comes to the, the organic stuff, like, like tagging and sharing and showing up on other people's feeds, it starts to grow exponentially. That is more organic than it is paid. And so it, it's, it's crazy how fast social media can really build up your brand and build up your marketing um, and the complexity of how far out you can really get your reach to really get those deals coming your way. The whole idea here is that you've got to build your, your content. You've got to be creative. You've got to build, um, uh, you got to schedule your, your, your postings in place and you've got to be consistent as with everything else on getting content out there. And most people guys, I'd say they want to see organic stuff. You know, everyone likes to see the, the other stuff that's, you know, shared or that's commented around or that's shared or maybe tweets a little bit, but if you, but if you can create your own organic con content, that is your personal content, um, doesn't have to be fancy by any means, but if it's your own, you know, memes or, or shares or your own video or your own post, that's what people are searching for. That's what people will respond the most to because it's personal, it's organic, it's from you. So that's the biggest thing I can tell you guys when you're looking at marketing stuff, you've got to do your own. So this is kind of a uh, little bit of a test ad that we ran, um, gosh, long time ago. Uh, that kind of shows you guys at least, I would say the amount of you know money that we spent up here compared to the amount of people that we reached, all the engagement, from your likes, um, you know, the different kinds of likes now, um, how many people shared it, how many people commented, um, how many post clicks, which means how many people actually clicked on your website, um, you know, all the engagement factors that you guys need to run your business. And I think that's another, that's another huge key component when it comes to marketing. Obviously I talked about, you know, running your numbers, figuring out, measuring your numbers, figuring out, you know, how that, dollar really went to cost and really went into effectiveness when you guys are marketing. And this kind of shows all those analytics on the back end, which is why I think 
you know, Facebook is so, so important now. Um, Instagram is totally different. Instagram doesn't allow you to do boosted posts like this. This is more so Facebook. But the Facebook um, demographics and analytics behind the type of person that you're going to target is super, super sophisticated. And so I really challenge you guys to go on Facebook, create a business page. That business page is how you guys are going to create posts like this. And then you can run a quick ad like this. You know, as you guys can see, this was a, a very generic ad. I didn't have any photos. I didn't have any videos. I just had some quick call to actions, you know, what we do and had my website on there. That was it. And we got all that engagement for 140 bucks. Now then there's also some things to look at when you're looking at your, your demographics and who you're going to target through Facebook. But this is the kind of stuff that you guys can play around with every single week and say, you know, cool, I'm going to spend 50 bucks towards my uh, social media. I'm going to spend 50 bucks on banded signs. I'm going to spend 50 bucks on sending out some mailers. And then I'm going to go market myself like crazy and go network. And you've got your whole marketing plan put together. But this is, guys, where I think on, on social media, man, this makes a huge, huge difference because this is a really big game changer when it comes to our world. Social media has been around for a minute, but not a whole long time. So people are still kind of adapting to this a little bit. But it's really... It's really, really applicable, I think, in the real estate world. Like I've said, everyone needs a place to live. Everyone's looking to sell or buy. So if you can target your demographic towards that type of person or type of group that you want to be around, maybe even some of your center of influences, that's a quick and easy way where you guys can then look at the type of ad that you're going to use for the type of demographic for the type of people that you're working with. And it's real scary about how much information they know about us on Facebook. So... Oh, that's all. That's for the most part what I have to say about all that backend stuff. It's it's a little scary. All right, social media wise, guys, when it comes to strategy, all I'm going to say is create create a schedule or even kind of like a, a theme around each day. You know, like some people have like like morning Mondays, moving Mondays. You do tactical Tuesdays, wacky Wednesdays, training Thursdays, referral Fridays. Um, try to make it a theme. Sometimes that's, that's a good way for people to kind of build their brand as far as like, oh, that's what this person's going to post on Monday or that's what they're going to push out on Wednesday. That kind of helps just build brand recognition and brand anticipation. And so that, that helps if you're going to be real consistent or real big on social media. And then obviously uh, down here at the bottom, if you go to facebook.com forward slash business forward slash learn, uh, this is what they call Facebook Blueprint. Facebook Blueprint is how you guys will learn all the ins and outs of Facebook. So how their, how their ads work, how to post their ads, how to run your business page, how to create more engagement. Um, you know, my training today is, can't go into all the depth of what Facebook can offer you guys. But if you go to that website or go to that link, you'll be able to find out and figure out almost all, a ton of good information when it comes to Facebook, how to run your ads, how to work through Facebook. Facebook can be... Uh, pretty damn overwhelming when it comes to like all the tabs, all the stuff that you can do. This will really, really help dim things down. And they've got, I think it's like 72 different training modules on Facebook and how you guys can integrate that with your business. So definitely highly recommend that. Um, go to that Facebook page, check it out. It's a good place to go and just kind of learn some things while you guys are kind of working on your business. All right. We're kind of getting near the end here. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking a little bit about, um, you know, kind of building that system. So, you know, once you guys kind of, once you've learned, I think, what your um, business looks like, what kind of marketing you guys want to go after, what kind of direction you guys want to go, 
you're going to need to start looking at ways to leverage that, leverage, you know, uh, building out virtual assistants, either that or personal assistants to deliver your marketing, answering phone calls, um, you know, having a call service, answering that for you, having third-party companies help marketing, marketing all your uh, uh, mailers, uh, doing out your, your bandit signs, also doing the post on your Facebook page, social media managers. There's a ton of help that's out there. Um, and there's a ton of places to go. And I say that, like VAs for me, like VAs didn't work that great for me. I'd rather pay a little bit more and have a personal assistant, someone I can actually see, talk English with, that's, that's from here, that can help me answer questions or answer phone calls, be more of a personal assistant for me. Um, that's just my call, but I've heard other people that have great success with virtual assistants as well. So you've got to use that to your, um, your strong points and think about where are you weak? Where could you delegate some things? Where could you figure out that, hey, I'm really good at, you know, driving leads, but I'm terrible about answering or I, or I'm, I work on a full-time job and I can't answer the phone. There's services out there guys. And there's even some of the, um, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the, the name of the page that I had on there, but back on some of the slides beforehand, some of those, uh, marketing platforms, that's what it was marketing platforms. There's some things on there you guys can use, um, like, like buffer.com or like pad live. That's an answering service for you guys to be able to help delegate and work those systems into your business. Especially, I know a lot of guys are, a lot of people are part-time in this business. I know that y'all are trying to implement some things in your real estate business to obviously gain, gain traction, but it's hard, I know, when you have a full-time job or even a part-time job, you guys are trying to answer phone calls and do all that stuff in between. So, totally understand. Um, implementing your campaign, guys, um, like I said, you, you've got to take action and execute on your schedule of marketing. Um, nothing can kill you more than not being consistent on things. You know, obviously some people may skip a week or something like that from doing your marketing plan, but if you, you know, are not putting out marketing consistently and not marketing yourself consistently, you're never going to build up this business. Um, make sure you're always networking and building up your referrals every week and reach out to others for help. Can't tell you how much, um, how much, how much different real estate is than any other business. Um, I'll tell you, a lot of people out there are really willing to help you guys um, market your business, pair up with you or partner with you on certain deals. Um, kind of like I was talking about when it comes to uh, putting out bandit signs or gosh, even running your Facebook ads or you know, doing some of your mailers. I know a lot of people that partner with other people to kind of help you know, delegate certain work items or work on certain targets or markets, even in that, in that sense, you know, maybe if some, maybe I've got a lot of money, but I don't have a lot of time and I've got four people all in the four different areas of Tarrant County that want to help run ads or run band signs for me, pay them a little bit to help do it or give them part of the deal. If they want to learn real estate and that's how other people can help other people depending on what their, what their strong suits are and maybe what their, what their, uh, down pit, downfalls are, you know, if you've got money, but you don't have any time or you got time, but you don't have any money, pair up with those kinds of people and you guys can really implement a great marketing campaign for your business. Uh, last thing I have to say guys is, you know, measuring your marketing. Um, can't tell you how much enough guys, um, you'll need to measure your marketing, you know, look for everything that you're sending out. Um, look for the type of ads that are coming through look for your analytics, especially with your online analytics through like Google ads or Facebook ads, uh, measure your response rates, measure your engagement rates, play with the different types of messaging, play with the different types of approaches for the different types of people. I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing some things coming through. Um, conclusion guys, just kind of wrapping up this training, um, you know, setting 
I'm sorry, I'm gonna move this a little bit. You know, marketing is a matter, or, or is a matter of first setting a marketing plan, scheduling your strategy, um, setting a budget, implementing those different types of marketing, and then measuring those results. And it's basically a cycle. I mean, marketing is is a consistent cycle of doing cost and minimal cost marketing, putting all those kinds of things together, and really pushing out and moving forward with a marketing plan, and setting that plan, doing it consistently, and then reevaluating that plan every single month. I say that's that's the first way to stay on track and to stay successful in the real estate business, just because I see it all the time with my agents. Um, and consistency, no consistency will kill your business for sure. Um, always stick with, I'd say, minimal cost marketing. I still, to this day, do minimal cost marketing, uh, which means I'm building a referral business and building my business around it. And obviously, guys, last but not least, be innovative, be, cre be creative, uh, be unique on your marketing messaging, your marketing strategies, and type of marketing that you guys are putting out there. And I can almost guarantee you guys, if you stick to all those bullet points, you guys will be successful in marketing for real estate. So that is my uh, conclusion on missing marketing for distressed sellers. Um, like I've said, guys, uh, all this comes down to consistency. Uh, all this comes down to the right implementations. Um, I hope this kind of helps you all understand, at least from, from, from my perspective, how I was successful in real estate to get the types of deals that I wanted to and to market to the correct way. Um, you know, if you guys need any help when it comes to uh, obviously needing a good real estate agent or investment friendly agent, um, you guys can feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my office and cell phone line is there. My email is there. Our website's down there at the bottom. Uh, I, I tell you guys that we're, we're also a big time buyer. Um, if you're looking to wholesale deals, uh, we also, we buy single family houses, we buy multifamily. Uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm real big in RV parks now and self storage. So if you guys are looking for that, I can certainly help. And obviously uh, I'm always here to help as well and give you guys any kind of training content or uh, even this presentation once we're done. So I appreciate y'all uh, tuning in and I appreciate Real Estate IQ you know, for having me out here. And I'm not quite sure where, where we go from here. Um, I know there's probably a Q&A session as well. Steve. Oh, here we go. Awesome, thank you, anonymous attendee. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, like I said, guys, um, if you guys do have any questions, uh, please put those in the Q&A. I always want to stick around a little bit and just kind of answer any questions for you guys. Um, I'm always an open book, trying to help anybody out that is getting into the business, help you guys get any new deals. I know uh, a lot of people can, can sometimes be brand new, um, and it's kind of tough to get started. So I hope that uh, hope a lot of these bullet points help you guys out. And like I said, you guys can email me um, and let me know if you need any of that, and I can I can forward that over to you. I'm still, I'm just gonna leave, still leave this up here. I don't wanna press anything, things. I don't wanna, I don't wanna 
turn this off if y'all still got any questions. So I'm still gonna. So, uh, so Vance, uh, thank you for sharing with us. We got a couple of comments. Uh, someone says, great class. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're, you're, yeah, definitely. More than welcome. And uh, we also, um, I, I wasn't sure if you asked the question about uh, the CRM. What CRM do you use? Yeah, uh, we're actually, oh gosh. We are actually currently switching CRMs. I've used, uh, so I've used Constant Contact and uh, Wix as my CRM tools. And primarily just because I've, I've always done like any kind of email marketing or email campaigns or just, you know, creating a contact database. Um, I just use an email campaign for that um, just to be able to create that for myself. And that, that's just my way of managing it. I know there's a lot of very specific like CRM tools for real estate. Um, I've used like RealFlow. Uh, in the past, which has worked really well for me too. Um, I know there's some other tools out there as well, but I, I don't know, for, for, the, for the cost and just for what I need to do, I just used uh, either an Excel sheet or a, a email management uh, database, essentially. That's a pretty quick and easy way. Yeah, I think uh, it depends on uh, the level of marketing that you want. I think if you, if you uh, want to take a very serious look in CRM, is when you want to take uh, online and digital marketing uh, very, very seriously and uh, put a lot of thoughts there. So I would say those of you who want to invest in online uh, marketing, uh, you would probably need to uh, start using a more sophisticated CRM. But I think you can grow your business really well uh, without, uh, you know, with a, a, a with Excel sheet, just like what you're doing, Vance. Oh yeah, it, it's a good place to at least start. And uh, you know, kind of, kind of like I was saying in my one of the uh, PowerPoint slides, you know, if you're not building a contact database, you're not building a business. You know, if you're not going out there networking, I don't think you're I don't think you're getting the full potential out of real estate that you can get. So if you're out there networking and you're not grabbing that information, grabbing those business cards and putting them somewhere you're wasting all your time and effort. So, you know, make sure you're putting them at the very, very minimum in an Excel sheet and at least categorizing them so then you know where to, where to go, who to find, and where, where you can find them. Yeah, and I would say, uh, you know, to grow that list, Constant Contact is very good. And we also use MailChimp uh, for, for us. Um, there are some, I think with, with, uh, with MailChimp, the cool thing is you can very quickly pull... Uh, uh, pull out a widget and get people to join your email list. So it can grow over time. Yeah, it, it's really cool too about the, um, I mean, like, like I you know, talked a little bit more about social media and that kind of stuff. And you know, a lot of the good, I mean, like MailChimp, Constant Contact, Wix, they're really good about integrating, like you said, widgets or form fields or links to your uh, social media pages, whether it be your Facebook or YouTube or Instagram and really helps link all those together. So when you've got a property that you're selling or a specific request for certain properties in certain areas, I mean, you, you can link all that stuff out and it makes it very, very user-friendly. And it helps build your brand too, whatever you're trying to build. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who are interested in learning more about advanced uh, uh, online, uh, more on the digital side, um, if you are, if you guys are interested, please send us an email to mailbag 
at realcyq.co. If there's enough interest, we'll organize a class and we'll, we can focus uh, on the uh, digital marketing side as well. Because that's also, a, that's kind of like a whole new world that can, you can go very, very deep there. It's true. Oh, yeah. You know, in, in today's class, I try to cover as in much detail you know, that, as I could as far as the types of marketing. Uh, but yeah, when it comes to, and of course, I touched on social media, but man, you could dive real deep into just social media and, and digital media and digital marketing. I mean, it gets right. super in depth. And uh, that's why I put that link on there for that Facebook, uh, uh, that URL for the Facebook training, just because you can go do all those 72 different training modules and you can learn a lot just through doing that. That's all free and learn a lot about Facebook and, and master that. So there's a lot to learn. That's for sure. Fantastic. And our marketing team uh, members out there, uh, uh, please utilize that. I think it will be really good. Uh, how can we find you on Facebook, Vance? Do you have a Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you are, are willing enough, you can send me a personal request if you want. I'm just, uh, you know, just Vance Wampler uh, as a personal page. But if you go to our uh, business page, that's Real Estate Reformation. Uh, I believe it's like facebook.com forward slash Real Estate Reformation. And uh, you can check us out on there. I'd say too, we, we hold a lot of events uh, once a month as well. So definitely, uh, definitely like like our page and see uh, check out our events and what we got going on. I believe we do have another class coming up April first. That is a commercial syndication class. So that's kind of where we promote and push a lot of our classes and content and training and all that kind of stuff. So you can also check out some of our cool videos and just things we're doing for for the brokerage. So be good, good place to go check it out. Fantastic. Thank you, Vance. Real Estate Reformation. Uh, look it up. We just uh, posted the link here on our chat uh, window. So um, uh, you guys know, now you guys know Vance, you know how to find him. So make sure you follow him. Uh, we do a lot of events and we do a lot of things with Vance. So thank you so much, Vance, for sharing with us your knowledge today. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm excited. Thank you for having me on board. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the class. All right. Thank you, everybody, and have a great evening. Awesome, guys. Thank you. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.